Hi, it's Tony Fipari, he's Bill and Daniel Goodfellow, podcast host with various views of media with most of the time around this time we're talking about a movie from the 80s, but it's not Bloodsport, it's way worse than Bloodsport, it's Kickboxer! It's Bloodsport Light! Like, it's, it's, it's Bloodsport with 70% less calories, 70% less violence, 70% less characters. It's um, Bloodfart. <laughs> it is Bloodfart. <laughs> it's not terrible, it's just not as good as Bloodsport. I think it doesn't have the fun of Bloodsport. Yeah, I think by hitting both Street Fighter and Bloodsport, I think we've already hit the highlights of John Claude Van Damme's body of work. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with the rest of it, but I think it's all kind of downhill from here. Unless people, anyone has suggestions for other movies in his ouvroir, like Time Cop or something like that. But mm. yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- I mean, those are also the two movies that whenever anyone talks about John Claude Van Damme, those are the first two uh, the movies that people talk about. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about what's this was 1989's. Kickboxer. Or Kickboxer. Yeah, even you, <laughs> you're the one who chose this and still like, hey, you want to think about it. There's no video games in this. There's no nope. big burly dumb dudes. It's essentially, nope. you can totally tell what happened was that uh, I guess this movie was shot just a couple months after Bloodsport came out. And you can totally tell that somebody was like, oh, Bloodsport's a big hit. How can we just turn around a knockoff of this as soon as possible? Oh, John claude Van Damme, now that he's popular, now he wants to like write and choreograph his own shitty kung fu movie so we'll just let him do it on a whim over the course of a like uh like a hot thailand summer right after Bloodsport came out and that's that's how you end up with kickboxer it's a little mm-hmm. it, it's like john claude van damme's first little uh vanity project and it's terrible <laughs> it's not terrible yeah. it's not even that bad it's just no. again it's just blood sport light it's the Amer- it's the aircraft when you're watching Bloodsport. It's the t- it's the flying. You're watching it on an air uh, on, on the TV on an airplane edit. It sh- it of Bloodsport. Wow, these American guys sure are assholes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Thailand! Why do you let these people into your country? The <laughs> there's another cut. Of, there's another cut of this movie where the Jean Claude Van Damme and his brother are the villains. <laughs> this is seriously. Uh, what? Well, there's almost no trivia about this movie because no one cares about this movie that much other than to swear that there's a cut of this movie that is way better because it has like all the violence and all the story and all the stuff that should be in the movie edited back in but no one seems mm. to be able to find an actual copy of this version of the movie and so everyone's just like oh it's really a shame that the only version of kickboxer out there right now is the super edited version which and there's no obvious i don't even know where you could put in more violence in this movie because there's only like two fights in this whole movie movie yeah. and the first one is just the one du- dude it's one dude getting his ass kicked and the other one's the other dude getting his ass kicked and that's it the rest of the movie is just a, a fucking no- 90 minute karate kid training montage mm-hmm. and yeah that's kickboxer why did you choose this well because i don't mean that accusationally <laughs> i'm not upset no. about it but it's, it was it's, one of those movies that you would see and like you would come home it's a saturday afternoon and turn on the tv and it'd be on yeah and it'd be the montage scene you're like this seems entertaining but it turns out the montage scene is the best scene of the movie yeah and that's one of the things i think this movie would have done a lot better if we'd done this first and then followed it up with blood sport but yeah, yeah. and the weird thing because you think of anything you'd want to after blood sport you would want to build on top of blood sport and make an even bigger and better movie and that's why i think this is just like a rushed thing they just kind of yeah. shout out very quickly i mean this is still the canon film group and they didn't really know how to capitalize on success very well which is why mm-hmm. can Phil group <laughs> was only really around for like 15 years before it just completely dissolved because of shit like this rather than like trying to take care of john claude van damme and keep trying to keep him and put, put him in better and successfully more interesting movies they just kind of let him do this and like hey john claude van damme while you're on vacation in thailand this summer can you just 
do some stock footage of yourself like taking photos of naked naked Thai kids. We could build a whole movie around. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I could do that. So we'll get right into that's, it because we, we had movie. technical we had technical problems. We were right late, but yeah, um, we're trying to go fast, 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 fast. The, the movie the movie starts with uh, Holland and Oates from the Miami Connection. Uh, <laughs> he used to be in much better shape. He's a he's a Muay Thai guy. I they had, call him the Eliminator or some shit. I don't I know. I honestly he's, had to rewind this movie at first because I could not believe that they were trying to pass these two guys off as brothers. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme and his fucking weird ass... Not sense. Jerry Curl Mulatted... Mulatto... Not Mulatto. <laughs> Mulleted. That's a different Mulleted. thing. Jesus Christ, Bill. Racist. But like, this... Which is funny because I guess this guy is an actual kickboxing champion. Mm. His brother, swarthy, obviously not related to John Clad Van Ham brother. Uh, but yeah, no, there's not not since the Wolfman have two people been more related. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So yeah, so it's John Clad Van Dam. He's the corner man for his brother, who is a kickboxer mm-hmm. in America. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. performing for twelve angry video game nerds. <laughs> oh, they're they're they're. Uh... They're fighting in a school auditorium, uh, cafeteria. It, it, they literally have about twelve extras pretending to be this huge crowd. Mm. It's like it's it's like Mike Tyson's Punch Out, but even like lower scale. Yeah, he wins. It's very exciting. But they are in America, right? Yes. Oh, okay. That's uh, the thing that gets him in trouble because it just beats up like a black guy or something like that. And he's like, oh, "I'm so good, I could beat anyone anywhere." Well, he said no. He says that he has beaten everyone. They're like, what now? And one of the reporters is like, hey, you should go to Thailand. That's where kickboxing from. And he's like, oh, really? I didn't know <laughs> that. Huh. The guy is supposed to be so Fuck. dedicated that he's learning this in the middle of an interview after a fight. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go to Taiwan. And even the guys is like, I didn't say Taiwan, I said Thailand. And even John claude Van Damme's kind of sitting there going, oh, shit. So he tells John claude Van Damme to book him a trip to Bangkok. Yeah. And, and then they're in Thailand where... Jean-Claude Van Damme wears denim jeans with a denim vest with no shirt, keeping this it classy. Is, man, this Riding is... a boat down the river, and then all of a sudden, small naked boys jump into the river, and as they go by in the boat, Jean-Claude Van Damme starts taking photos of them. It's the one and... thing that he stops to take a photo of, and it's the one thing in the movie that they stop to show him <laughs> taking photos of, and it's like, what, what are you doing, movie? I know 1988 was a different time, well, but... You didn't catch him when he said, Finally, the real reason we came to Thailand in the 80s. No one's gonna stop us now, brother. I forgot. This is why you did another Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme impersonation. Well, that's the other thing, too, because they're supposed to be brothers. And his big meathead brother is obviously like, Hey. hey it's like I think it's like their names are like Tim and Eric or something like that. He's like, Hey, Eric. Eric and Kurt. And then, yeah, and then Kurt's like, Hello, Eric, my brother. We shall go to Thailand. And, you know, it's just like... Yeah. Well, it's funny, because later on in the movie, they do kind of explain it that, like, he was raised by his mom in Brussels while his dad took his brother and raised him in, like, New York or something like that. But it's still yeah. just the most, like, hand-wavy explanation. But anyway, yeah, they're running around Thailand and... With bad butt rock playing It's in the great. Background. I mean, this is... Yeah, it's a good slice of 1988, this whole opening. It's, it's, the song's lyrics are like, doesn't matter where I go, everybody is saying about me... Everybody loves a winner. Yeah, and it's like, I could kill you in the blink of an eye. And he's like, because <laughs> I am, I am, we'll go to Siam. 
It's just like the most like it's like someone made up this song like they had to deliver the movie the next morning and like the editors were like fucking around with the keyboard and just like made up a song at the last minute just because like you know we need some kind of song for this montage at the beginning we need something so oh my god uh, and uh they go to the red light district and yeah with bars like and... pussy live and thigh bar yeah. uh-huh where uh the brother hires a uh, lady of the night with some flowers and... all right it totally turns into a Mentos commercial. But like John Claude being like, oh, you, you do love those whores. And his brother well, they, being like, oh, what can you do? And well, they go to a hotel where Jean Claude Van Damme tells Helen Oates that uh, his fight is in a week and to watch his wallet. And he says, hey, she doesn't want my wallet. She just wants to make it with a champ. I understand uh-huh. if yeah. the movie realizes how much of a knucklehead they're already painting i know that I, I know the idea is that his brother is supposed to be kind of a knucklehead but his brother's such a fucking moron yeah uh, again this is the, uh, this, this would have been a better start to john claude van damme's uh cinematic legacy because at least you would go into this movie if you've never seen never seen it or heard of a john claude van damme movie before <laughs> it might be reasonable to think that john claude van damme will just be the brother and like the other guy might be the main character but you're just waiting for his brother to get fucking murdered <laughs> yeah. you know it's just like imagine like if they made a rocky knockoff where rocky was like the little brother and they pretended for the first 20 minutes of the movie he had a bigger brother who was not bigger at all and like yeah hey rocky i'm the real boxer in the family and you're just like okay we get it he's only here to die so the, the other guy can take <laughs> his place and get revenge but yeah yeah anyway and then but- late Later, they go to a park to practice, and they talk about how they're brothers. Sure, <laughs> movie. Sure, they it's are. just an ex- it's it's because there's only two fights in the whole movie. Just the one other. John Conrad and Deb's like, remember, we are brothers. <laughs> you and me, we're brothers. Especially from they keep the same on doing mother. Thing where they keep brother. They each call keep on calling each other big brother and little brother, just so you know exactly what the pecking order is too. Like it's, in the way that I no brothers think... ever actually speak, but. I don't think uh, people that, that, like, write these movies ever had siblings. Did you notice the story by Jungle on Van Damme credit? I, I did notice that. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy who's, <laughs> it was hard not to be, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, they go to practice. Jean-Claude Van Damme gets distracted by a bird in the cage, but his bird's like, what are you doing? This- and he's like, oh. No, it's nothing happens from that. It's no reason Why for it. Why did you realize this is the start of a motif that keeps on happening throughout the rest of the film and never gets paid off? It just birds are just hounding fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme. Through. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not a bird in the hospital when he's visiting his brother later. Oh, my God. Anyway. So yeah. th- then they, they, they fight. They kick at each other for a while. And his brother's complaining that Jean-Claude Van Damme will win fights with that tip-tap ship. Oh, yeah, that's power. right. He's like, yeah, power yeah, kicks. power kicks. Mm-hmm. Cement, further cementing the fact that his brother's just a big fucking meathead who really doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And then, um... Oh, uh, I They're training, and then their training's over for the day. Yeah. And, uh, now he's gonna fight for real at a real event in Thailand, and I, I wonder if he's gonna be out of his league. To be fair, they do end up in Thailand, and everybody is at least a foot and a half shorter than these two dudes, and, like, very brown, and they seem like little alien people compared to, like, these big knuckle-headed Europeans, but, um, they did not expect that they're gonna run into a goddamn Street Fighter character. (laughs) This whole movie, you know what, this this movie, even more than Bloodsport for some reason, I kind of wonder if this didn't inspire 
uh, like some of the stuff that they put into like Street Fighter 2. Just yeah. because like even like how quickly like they end up in Thailand, like like I'm surprised you can do an edit of this movie where it just shows the little map of of the world with a little airplane going Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> like the the, narry, the narrative in this movie is like something out of a Street Fighter movie, but yeah. And then in in the locker room, Jean Claude Van Damme, whose name is Kurt in this movie, oh, okay. tells his brother that he's never fought this type before and Eric responds with a punch is a punch, a kick is a kick. Oh, the words of a champ. Yeah. I'm not going to change the way I he fight. He puts absolutely no thought or philosophy into his fighting at all. It's just, I like to punch. I'm going to kill everybody. Mm. And then he, he sends his little brother out to go get ice, so he does. And he sees a dude kicking the shit out of a support beam. I wonder if he's going to be the main bad guy in a movie. This guy looks like Wes Studi, again, from Street Fighter 2. He's like this, like, like... Not seven feet tall, but like the way they shoot him, they make him look like he's like fucking like sloth from the Goonies. And the guy's kicking like a cement pillar in his dressing room, and like he's about to knock it like out of the support beam. And John Clive mm-hmm. Van Damme, he does really do a good job selling him because he's got this totally holy shit, holy shit, oh shit, oh shit face. Yeah. And then that guy turns around and lifts his hands in the air and then goes eh, and squeezes his hands head. closed. It's very intimidating. Yeah. But th- so that's enough to send Jean-Claude Van Damme just, like, running back to his brother going, yeah. You can't do... Th- I want to do an Arnold voice. That, that, that's, <laughs> well, I gotta leave the impressions up to you because I'm not... He goes back to his brother and says, Maybe you shouldn't do it. But his brother's kind of really <laughs> an asshole about the whole thing and says not to worry about because he's the best of the best. Jean-Claude Van Damme is Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger raised by the elves in Lothlorien. <laughs> he's, yeah. like, a little bit lighter, daintier version of us. Schwarzenegger, but yeah, and, but his brother, of course, is just like, oh, doesn't care, I'm just gonna kick their ass, the, the, you, you, you don't think I've seen the way they can fight, they haven't seen the way I can fight, and just like... But he'll, Kurt goes, fuck that, he was kicking one of these beams, and the plaster was falling down, and his brother says, big deal, can he move like me, and then, for lack of a better term, he spazzes out, and then says... No, we got him. Yeah, he just goes. (laughs) That's the amazing thing. Finding out, like, like there's like the only real bit of trivia in this movie, practically, is the fact that like his brother is a real martial, like, real kickboxing champion. But the way they play him up, you think he's a fucking Guido. They just got off the street to pretend he's a boxer because he's so stupid. Like, exactly, he spazzes out. That doesn't look anything like what you would think. Like a martial artist would look like. I mean, granted, neither of us are actual martial artists, so we don't know what "quote unquote" real martial arts looks like. But compared to yeah. what everything everyone else is doing in this movie, his brother always looks like an idiot, no matter what. Well, yeah, the quicker this motherfucker can get his ass destroyed and leave the movie. Yeah, and we've only got about five minutes anyway, so yeah, it's it's not gonna be a long wait. And then, then once he's in the ring, the Mutoi guy does his respectful pre-match shit. He's while got a the- fucking uh, balloon tennis racket on his head. <laughs> and he does like Jerry, this little bit. Culturally sensitive, <laughs> Bill. I, it's one of those things where, I mean, they shot this movie in Thailand, so I'm assuming that's... Even if it's made up, I'm assuming it was made up by Thai people. No, it's an actual thing. But it is, like, yeah, like, and, and the guy's, like, what, the fucking John Clyde Van Damme's brother is, like, just, you know, he's doing his Rocky, just macho, like, punching the air shit. Yeah, well, he's lifting up his American heavyweight belt. Oh, like, yeah, which is, it's the cheapest, like, prop. It doesn't look like a real belt. It's just, like, a, like a cowboy saddle with, like, a piece of tin foil on the front. And yeah. uh, the fucking, what's the name of the bad guy? Uh, Thai Sloth. His name's like Topu so, or something um, like that. Uh, Tong Po. Lung Bo? Tung Po. Oh, Kung Po? 
Tung Po. Tung Po. Okay, Tung Po. There you go. Is like while he's got that little <laughs> balloon animal tennis racket on his head, he's like he's like looking at the birds and like dancing and just kind of like doing this whole weird kind of like water dance thing and it's just, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> so then, um, uh, Topo bell, kills the brother. The, That's all. You're well. <laughs> It's it's, it's a shocking because Eric is out of his league right away. Yeah. And, and, and for talking about, can he move like me? He doesn't try to dodge or block yeah. anything. He punches the he punches Topu in the face a whole bunch of times. Topu doesn't care. Then he tries to kick him, and Topu just Topo Tope just grabs his foot, and the guy doesn't know. Eric just doesn't, doesn't even know how to react. He just kind of goes, huh, and he gets punched in the face. Like he's just totally, completely unprepared for this fight. Yeah. It's remarkable. The bell rings for the first round, and, and Kurt wants him to stop, but Eric wants to keep fighting, so the next round starts, and he gets his shit demolished. <laughs> Just... And then Kurt throws the towel in the ring, but oh no, the other guy is so evil, he kicks that towel out of the ring, this and is... then drives his elbow into Eric's back, while Jean-Claude Van gives his, gives his best, no! I don't know if John Claude Van Damme eventually reached a point in his career where he really started phoning it in, but doing this in Bloodsport, he really does give it, a, it all as an actor. I mean, he's not necessarily yeah. like, a great actor, but like he's got personality, what? he's got presence, and he's not fucking around. He really just does sell the. <gasps> he's not mm-hmm. too cool for school about this shit. He has no problem just pretending that his world world is really ending. And, yeah. well, especially he's really uh, super upset because, yeah, he did try to end the fight before his brother got fucked up. He could see what was about to happen coming and still couldn't stop it. And he's totally upset because, obviously, this t- Tupo, Tupi guy, <laughs> what the fuck? It's not... <laughs> Just call him Saget. Saget, yeah, that's... Again, and going back to Street Fighter, ripping this movie off. Saget, yeah, like, you totally... Uh, you totally see Saget meant, like, he had him down and he meant to, like, break his back, and so, yeah. uh, John Clyde is especially just super pissed. And then, well, and- we also forgot to mention, while this is all going on, there's two kind of relatively nondescript guys in silk shirts up in the rafters kind of watching all this stuff evilly. Oh, are you speaking of, uh, the Asian David Keckner? <laughs> Who's David Keckner? Uh, what would you know him from? Yeah, some kind of like. If you if you googled his face, if you googled him, you'd know his face. Oh, okay. He's, he's a comedian who's been in a ton. Of yeah, shows. there's a taller guy and a shorter guy. Which yeah. they don't spend enough time on their faces for you to really recognize them when they show up later. Oh, the cowboy guy from um, what's Anchorman? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that a little bit. Yeah. Fat bald guy. That that one bald guy. That fat bald guy. In America, they're very easy to uh, distinguish mm-hmm. each other. But yeah, the, so, so those guys are the guys who are running the whole boxing thing, and I guess they're also the managers of Saget Toupee, yeah. villain guy, and mm-hmm. they just they just kind of look down like evilly as Jean Claude Van Damme is also kicked by Toupee Saget into the crowd, and Jean Claude Van Damme lands in a black guy's lap, and the black guy's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, you can tell I'm in this movie because I'm not Thai. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, he points, he's like, boy, American white boy laid in my lap because I'm American too. How about that? And he makes this big whole display <laughs> out of the fact that he's American and then put brushes uh, Jean-Claude off his lap and 
And it's like, obviously he's gonna come back as a character later, because they spend too much time on him as being just like a little bit character in this opening yeah. fight. You know he's, he's gonna turn into something, but... And then, uh, Eric is loaded on a stretcher, <laughs> and Kurt... on the sidewalk! Well, Kurt says, THAT'S MY BROTHER! And someone's like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, but not he, at all. And he chases after them, picking up the belt that, uh, Tong Po ripped oh, yeah, cause that's very I, easily. I thought that was because... actually pretty impressive. If you're gonna show how Tong Po is super po super badass, having him rip a heavyweight title belt in half is... Having him rip a cardboard belt I in I mean, half. that's... The, it's, it's made out of beef jerky, but at least you can see <laughs> what they're trying to show with that, like, yeah. And then it's, uh, the... the 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 Freddy guy, Freddy Lee, who's the bad guy who's watching from the balcony, uh, makes a hand motion, and the dude's carrying the stretcher nod at him, and they carry him outside and just put him on the sidewalk and walk back in the way. Garbage. They put him like literally in the hot sun, right directly on the ground, and, and it's but, they just and leave Kurt's him. like, hi, Dolly Ram, but they just walk away, and then Eric lets out the most pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he actually literally, again, hit with, with Jean-Claude Van Damme dedicating himself and not being too cool for school. He's not afraid of making some stupid sounds sometimes when he's like, Crap. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so, Kurt stops taxi. Yeah, because now he's got to find like, transportation for his brother. There's, like, no one calling for an ambulance or anything. Yeah, he needs says to be taken to a hospital, but the guy's not listening. And then the, that car, the taxi gets rear-ended by a big va blue van, and it's the black guy from earlier. He's, he's He helps load Eric in the van and says his name is Taylor, Special Forces, retired. Kinda. Uh, which does create a little bit of a continuity error because uh, uh, oh, no. he throws John Claude Van Damme off his lap when his brother gets all fucked up, saying, "Get out of here! We got still got we got two more uh, matches to fight, uh, matches to watch." But if that's so, then how? Why is he automatically leaving like five minutes? Uh, he later? just wanted to help. I he knew what was gonna happen. I did that. But he just also happens to have a van that is big enough to carry a crippled kickboxer in the back and there's this great thing a crippled here. white boy yeah and there's well it's, it's despite the fact that uh eric the, the the big stupid brother is supposed to be completely crippled will never walk again or feel his toes or anything like that there's a great bit where they put him in the back of the uh of the van and you can totally see him like slide his feet back so that it doesn't get hit by the door when they close nice. the main door which i thought was very cute <laughs> it's subtle so. but uh, it's just yeah yeah, and after waiting all night at the hospital and getting some bad acting from a nurse who tells them they're doing all they can, a doctor comes out and is like, "Hey, oh, that shit's whack. His spine's all sorts of fucked really up. Twelve ways like from Sunday. It's the tie. It's the tie cool of Nick Vi Nick Riviera from The Simpsons. Let's that foot is never gonna walk again. This this movie does not paint a very good portrait of Thai infrastructure when it comes to <laughs> well, hospital care or, this, or anything. This does not sit well with Kirk, and he grabs that guy's lapels and is like, "You're gonna make him walk again." They're gonna make him walk again, but Tyler's there to separate him. And the doctor's like, bitch, it's Thailand in the 1980s. Let's just, let's, 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 come on now. Yeah. The, the only thing these uh, medical doctors usually used to do is repairing small boys' buttholes. <laughs> oh no, Bill. Heavens, heavens, no, no. He's like, oh, did you see Arthur C. Clarke came through here? He broke 15 boys' buttholes in one no, day. No, I said no so you would not make the jokes. <laughs> hey, he can't sue us. <laughs> so, so uh tyler separates them and, and it's it's tyler it's, for some reason yeah you think he would have something better to do because he pretends he has something the better to do the whole movie but he I, he waits with kurt for the whole night yeah, yeah. he's got a crush on him Aww. have you seen those buns that mm, we'll talk about those buns <laughs> later 
So, so, uh, <laughs> that's the high, we'll get to that, but the dancing sequence is the high, real yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Movie. Um, oh my god, John Claude Van Damme was cry- just openly weeping into his hands now, and like he's oh, just yeah. unhinged, yeah. just like, oh Jesus, yeah, John Claude Van Damme cries his ass off. He's then, doing that uh, thing where his whole face is like about to blow off his skull because he's so angry and sad at the same time. Yeah. And then he, he wants to beat that one Thai guy, but Tyler says he's not going to sign his death board too. Uh, I guess he signed Eric's death board or whatever. I <laughs> it's guess. like this presumptuous, man. And, and Tyler leaves, but Jean-Claude Van Damme is all mad and chasing and demands to know where Tong, Tong Pao is. And, man. And they all... And then he tells him the only way to get him is in the ring, and he ain't good enough. And if they try to get him out of the ring, they'll all be killed because he's too valuable to them. Oh yeah, that's right. This, the whole point of this scene establishes out. why uh, John Claude Van Damme presumably just doesn't go get a gun and shoot that guy because yeah. any it's because he's yeah because Tupo Tupu uh, Saget is so well protected by the local syndicate. Yeah, the, he yeah if he's gonna go after him, he has to go after him in the ring because if he tries to get him in real life, he's gonna get killed. So. Ooh, Jean-Claude's so angry, and he wants revenge. How dare that guy beat up his brother when he came to the country, his country, to beat him up? <laughs> it's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> and he man, was the one that... Ty, that it, Ty guy was the one that was supposed to get hurt, not his brother. <laughs> I did not expect that reversal of fortune. Um, he can totally one tell. Time, that they, no, one time... One time... One time, I stuck my whole fist inside a beehive. All the bees stung me. I got mad that they would have the audacity to sting me for punching their home. You better so I came pray with a back, that your back yeah, with brother a bat, and I got, yeah. I got my revenge on those bees. This is total Homer Simpson logic of revenge. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, man, they you can totally tell. Somehow. Man, they, you can totally tell they shot this movie in July in Thailand because at, like during the scene, Jean-Claude Van Damme has this giant bead of sweat on his chin that is about no. to drip that I just found mesmerizing for some reason because Phil, I think you mean every scene. I just Jean-Claude every... Van Damme is the damn Well this is actual real sweat, not just baby oil for once. Like Well no. <laughs> yeah. Man, Thailand, I never want to be Thailand in, in, in July. This just looks uncomfortable. Even and in the parts where they're supposed to be in a reasonably climate controlled hospital just looks nasty, but yeah. It's like I don't think you should be allowed to get revenge for something you knew was a possibility. Well, especially you, like his brother up. was also so a an idiot, B not very good, yeah. and like that's the kind of profession. And I'm at, you know, I'm generally surprised that the movie pulls its punches and just cripples the brother, quote unquote, rather than just flat out killing him. Because you think killing him, well, he's yeah, he's such an amazing rich character. We need him to stay in the film, I, you know. And that's he does come back later. And I thought there was going to be a thing where he was going to be totally upset and jealous. Of Kurt, and I'm kind of glad that they didn't go that route. He just kind of shows up just... <laughs> oh, I, you know, oh, I forgot the reason they don't kill him is because they need to use him for as the hangover the John Claude's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. He becomes a plot point later in the film. I forgot about that. But Anyway, yeah. so John Claude's Van Damme spends the next 20 minutes well, of the movie just walking around Thailand. Both both, both Eric and Kurt are, are come across as very petty children. Really? And, yeah, for people who've been like, raised by these world-weary parents. And he watches his brother get rolled down a hallway, and he punches a hole in a wall. Here's a quick list of people who suck. People who punch holes in walls. End of list. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then there's a quick song that plays as Kurt walks around all sad. 
Oh, but he finds a kickboxing gym and decides, yes, this will make me good enough to beat him. I, I will join. I forgot about that, yeah. So he goes inside and tells a guy with a whistle. He wants to trade. He wants to fight the champion, Tiger Tong Po. And they... They, they say they rightly laugh him out, and he leaves. <laughs> Not to make everything a Simpsons reference, but they really do go Nelson Muntz, ha ha, and he goes yeah. all like, what, 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 and then he gets shamed into leaving and the, it, the gym. So he keeps walking, and the song starts back up, and the song is playing, the lyrics are like, fight for love with all your heart, and that's when I was like, oh, I figured it out. Eric and Kurt aren't brothers. They're closeted lovers. You know what? And that would explain why he got so worked up about him not ha working from the waist down anymore. He still loves him, but he can never really, cannot love him in a biblical sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, what if that was... Okay. Let's <laughs> go to a real deep dive of a gay stereotype being in Thailand for a moment. Um, okay, but yeah. <laughs> Try to be it, cool. Try to be politically correct. Um, but yeah, so Tyler. He, so Jean-Claude Van Damme, he goes visits the giant. He essentially goes visit. He visits Saget's statue from the Street Fighter 2. Like, it's the giant Buddha laying down, and he just sees all the sights. He's like, he's like, oh, I wonder what Thailand uh, McDonald's tastes like. He's like, I wonder what it feels like to like get my feet washed in the Taiwanese river. Blah, blah, blah. Like, he yeah. has a good time without his brother. <laughs> he goes He's like, looking. I never knew I could be so free. It's terrible. He goes looking for those naked little boys again <laughs> with oh, his no. camera, and they're not there. And he's and that's when he gets super bummed. He's like, oh, man, this trip really was worthless. Oh, they wised up and laughed. No, actually, he goes to get his photos developed, picked up at the 7-Eleven, and he gets arrested. Because when the cops see what he's been taking photos of, that's the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. He just spends the rest of his life in Thailand <laughs> jail while his brother just rots in, in, in fucking hospital with no one to get him out. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, but he wanders around and uh, he's Tyler's, turns out Tyler, the black guy's been following him and he says if he can't stop him, he might know one person crazy enough to train Again, him. Again, Tyler Isn't doing a terrible job of pretending to be disinterested in, in Kurt's yeah. fate. His name is Zan and he lives out in the States. I didn't catch the guy had a name, okay. <laughs> he'll... He'll take him tomorrow. Tonight they drink. That's the deal. So they get in his creepy van, and Tyler asks, what's it gonna be? The pink pussy or the kid kitten comedy candy club? <laughs> Kurt just wants to go back to the hotel. He's like, those ladies don't interest me. They really are, really are building a case for <laughs> the gay vacation <laughs> that he's on. The ruined yeah. gay honeymoon that he was on. <laughs> but fuck that, Tyler knows a nice mellow place they can go. Titties. Titty Pasties and those super high-waisted wasted thongs everybody That's, was wearing in the I 90s. I am still flummoxed by ladies' fashion these days. The fact that like it's still the fashion these days to have, for women's bathing suits and underwear just to be like straight across the hips. Because I grew up in the 80s where like a, a woman's <laughs> fucking her, her, her <laughs> bikini bottoms went all the way up to her lungs. Essentially, yeah. You're not wrong. And so this is probably pretty much the uh, one of the, pretty much the only reason the whole movie this movie would get anything more than a PG-13 really is that yeah. you get to and the women aren't even fully naked. They're they're, they're you don't get to see any pussy or, no, they or have nipples. pasties on. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 still actually relatively PG-13 for what you see. Yeah. And and uh, Kurt asks so disinterested and is not into this. Kurt at all. is trying to play he along, even, but he's so just like oh, he, naked he even ladies. Just, 
He just drinks Perrier water. That's why, yeah. And he is such a giant child. I actually kind of appreciate that, too, because that's... Between Bloodsport... well, I guess he, I guess Guile in Street Fighter is supposed to be kind of a badass, but I appreciate that between Bloodsport and Kickboxer, uh, John Claude Van Damme's characters have been kind of dipshit squares. Yeah. There, there's never been an attempt to like make them really like they're not ladies' men. They don't drink. They're just very like I just want to kick. I, I want to sp- spread my legs, and that's it. Like that's all he cares about is just his physical activity. He has no interest in. The lascivious world around him, which I kind—I always think that's really cute. It's a, it's a very much like a story written by a little kid. <laughs> yeah, and Tyler tells him he used to be a gun runner. Oh yeah. He, he tells Kurt he's got to realize that there's a different culture and shit, and he's not gonna survive if he doesn't adapt and change. And blah blah blah. And, and Kurt wants to know why Tyler's helping him, and then everything gets serious, and he says, "I had a buddy in Nam, like brother." He needed me once. I could have saved him, but I didn't. I froze. Anyway, I saw <laughs> a kid wanting biggest... to help his brother, yeah. so here we are. I remember, man, that's one thing I, I kind of miss is uh, uh, media taking place within like a decade, decade and a half of the end of v- Vietnam War where you could every goddamn person's b- uh, backstory. If, if you're any kind of a bounty hunter or renegade or anything like that, your always, story is always like, yeah, I was a nom. Yeah, I had a mm-hmm. partner who didn't quite make it. Well, I think that's even, like, actual Guile from Street Fighter. I think that's his story. Is his buddy Charlie got wiped out by, like, M. Bison in Vietnam or something like that. But No, Charlie got changed into Blanca. Wait, what? Yeah, Charlie got what? changed into Blanca. If you, don't, if you remember. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad to see that movie resonated with you so oh, well you remember right. it. Oh, that's I read the movie. Although I wouldn't be surprised if that happened in the game too, because no, no, it does Charlie not happen. Charlie shows in the up game, as a character no. in the games eventually, but you know, yeah, Charlie's an alpha, and he's also in Thor. I was gonna say, wouldn't wouldn't Blanca just be like, "Hey, dude. do you look a little familiar, even though you're green and you have orange hair and teeth?" And yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought you were talking about the movie because it's just no, I was talking, about, yeah, I was talking about the game, but yeah. Uh, okay, anyway, but anyway. But yeah, now second act starts. Anyway, they drive on old. On, on rural roads to shitty music, and uh, they go to where the as finest Taylor puts of synthesizer it, music. As uh, where ta- they go to where as Taylor puts it, Shangri La meets Alice in Wonderland, which AKA some makeshift wood houses. It's two it, it, huts surrounded. I don't by think nothing. this fool knows what Alice in Wonderland or Shangri La is. I think he just heard from his buddies in Vietnam, but he never actually bothered to read up about the actual things. Yeah. It's like yeah, Shangri-La meets Alice in Wonderland. Did I mention I'm high all the hey, time? It's 1988. They didn't have Google back then. Mm-hmm. So Taylor leaves Kirk, Kurt, and uh, takes two. Kurt takes two steps, gets caught in a trap, it's hangs some upside down. Ewok shit. <laughs> yeah, and an old man walks into the scene and asks him what he wants. It's not even an old man. It's like a 40-year-old man with like they artificially put like gray in his hair in some scenes. To kind yeah. of make him look like this old old man, but no, he's just... more—he's more of an old man than his instructor was in Bloodsport. Who was just laying on the couch, being like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> "But yeah, this is just a dude who's just like in a t-shirt and slippers, just like, hey, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, and Kurt says he wants down, but he can't let him down. He don't know who he is or what he wants. Which and that's a fair, he, you know, that, that he's not. And wrong he says, them. "I want down, and I want you to teach me Mutai." And he's like, fuck you, American. And Americans have swelled heads, especially when hanging upside down for too long. 
<laughs> There's a thunderclap. <laughs> and uh, and that's a good job, Mortai Man. You do you do it funnies. Man, John Claude Van Damme. You must have seen the Karate Kid and just jerked off like crazy because that's totally what he's trying to do here. <laughs> and he says that he heard an about an American the other week with a huge head lost a match and Kurt says, Oh that shit, was that's my right, yeah. That was my brother, and now he can't walk. An old man wanders off screen, cuts Kurt down, and says revenge is a dangerous motive. And Kurt says, Kurt says, I saw a powerful walk. I was like, powerful? Purple? Powerful? powerful? powerful. Oh, powerful. powerful. I, I legitimately could not understand yeah. the word Jean-Claude was well, trying to say. Well, that's from his American upbringing. It's his American accent is too thick. Um, they really do. Uh, we should also note that, too, uh, at, at when... Uh, uh, John Cloud was at the hospital. He got the diagnosis that his brother's gonna have to stay there for at least three months. So yes. this this frees up three months in John Cloud's Van uh, Van Dam's schedule. Because I got to thinking about how long all the stuff is taking place, and I guess it kind of makes sense that you kind of turn yourself into a uh, kickboxing master in three months if you're dedicated enough, I guess. But <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so he's still haranguing the 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 kickboxing teacher. So yeah, he said he asked Kurt if he's fought before, and he says. And asks if he's good, and Kurt's like, "Yeah, I'm good. I got a good defense." So Jang jumps up in the air and does a poorly edited attack at his face, intentionally missing him by mere inches. <laughs> and the guy still gives him shit. He's like, "Americans have poor, def have terrible defense." But the John Clouds are like, "Motherfucker, I didn't even do anything. I was smart enough to realize that you weren't actually kicking me, and like my defense was knowing <laughs> that you weren't gonna just kick me in the face, so I should get some some credit." Christ. And then he's like, "Oh." Training in America must be different, because your defense stinks. And why do people in Jean-Claude Van Duys always assume he's from America? Do they not hear this <laughs> mumble-mouthed motherfucker talk? Exactly, yeah. It's Well, that's one of the things you can totally tell in the script was written for an American. But Jean-Claude being in there... I, I mean, the same thing happens in Schwarzenegger movies all the time, where Schwarzenegger's playing some guy named John McNair, who talk like this. And everyone's yeah. talking about, like, oh... Where did you grow up? And he's like, I grew up in Chicago. <laughs> I went yeah. to Winston High School. Where did you go to? And like, it's like, okay, I was whatever. born in North Dakota. Can you not hear it in my accent? <laughs> exactly, yeah. You almost think they're lampshading the fact that the, the he's obviously not American by trying to make him the most American person in the entire script. But yeah. Yeah, so oh. he, Kurt says he wants to train, and Zen says he can follow the path to the village and get his groceries. Because you should never make a decision on an empty stomach. So, Kirk goes to get his groceries. And when he comes to the village, he sees a boy with a rabbit. And he pets the rabbit and then scuffles the boy's hair. And after seeing him, take photos of naked boys in the river. I don't like that scene. I don't like it's it. No, scene. sir. Not at all. Well, don't touch is, that boy. Don't a, touch this is actually, him. Stop this, it. This is just outtakes of Jean-Claude Van Damme hunting for extras for that scene. They hadn't filmed the opening <laughs> montage yet. So he's just like, uh, with that tiny little hairless penises. So then, after using some some of their water to clean his gross-ass sweaty neck... Oh my neck, god, he is, he I'm starts, watching it right now, and he really is just like, motherfucker, you put your hand like, well, this is our fucking bath water, motherfucker. Uh, he shrugs and is like, I better get to work, and starts chasing children. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the part of the audition. <laughs> and uh, two local toughs see him and look at him, and this is enough for him to feel the shame. And he stops chasing the children and goes into the local store, I guess it's a store. Yeah, well, hey, it's Thailand in the middle of the jungle. It's the closest thing to a 7-Eleven you're going to have. 
where the movie's main love interest is. You can tell she's her love interest because name she's is smelling a flower. And he says he was sent by Zen to get his shit. And it turns out she is his uncle. Or her uncle. Wait. No. Words. I do <laughs> Zen it. is her uncle. When, he, when yeah. he walks in, she's just like fondling all these flowers. And she's lit uh -huh. by the sunlight. And I guess her store's not that popular. If she can spend all day just like waiting to be rescued. Or at least fall in love with a random dude who's gonna come in and as she's like, yeah, lit lit by the like the sunset and fondling these flowers and you know. <sighs> yeah, she laughs that, she, that he thinks her uncle's gonna teach him. He likes to be alone. He doesn't like pedophiles, and he tells her that he was born in Belgium but lives in L.A. And I was like, at this point in the movie, I was like, so why does his brother have Belgium accent? Well, I guess they do explain older? that later. He does go into detail, yeah. but like, yeah. Uh, detail then, doesn't make uh, a hell of a lot of sense. But I feel like there was a guy just off screen with a cigar in his mouth just going. And somebody asks him that question. He says, don't worry about it, kid. And he says that his brother was hurt by Tong Po. And he's going to fight him. And for some reason, she confides in him that Tong Po runs this Providence for Freddie Lee and that they all pay or there is trouble and he says herp a derp why not call the police which is she's, Jesus and she's Christ. like bitch this isn't America everybody bribes everyone here so she tells him not to say anything because she doesn't want to lose her store again I and then right after that two tough guys come in and start taking her money and she says no 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 it's all right I have to pay but since he's white and he knows better, he says, <laughs> it's not all right. I will get involved. What a piece of it shit. It is funny that he, he, just by virtue of being Jean-Claude Van Damme, he is already automatically better than everyone else in Thailand in Kung Fu, except for the one villain that he has to face. But like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he never has to struggle with <laughs> kicking the shit out of everyone else in, in all yeah. of Thailand. He beats them up, yeah. destroying some of her store. And she tells him that was very stupid. She's going to get in trouble now. And he says, It wasn't you, it was me. Yeah. And she's like, Bitch, Freddie Lee won't care, you dense motherfucker. And at this, in this scene, I was like, Good fucking gravy, how many shirts does Jean-Claude sweat through in this scene? It's not like because he is drenched. With water. It's just, no. I, again, I think it's being in Thailand. I don't even think they're trying to, like, sexy him up or yeah. anything like that. It's just... Hey, they they had to film for more than two hours in Thailand, so he just sweats through every two hours. Thing he Try eight minutes. God damn! You but put on a shirt and it's wet. I do love like why you just call the cops again. I love Jean Claude Van Damme making his character kind of an idiot. I yeah, appreciate so that, but yeah. She shoves her uncle's groceries at him and tell him to leave. And I know the movies try to paint him as some sort of noble, revenge-seeking knight of justice, but he's just coming across as kind of an asshole. Yeah, because he, he, he'd stuck up for her, and all he'd wound up doing was completely destroying her, her shop, and all he has to hand for it is, like, a little sack of groceries to give back to what's-his-face, mm. and that's it. Yep, he goes back to Zane's place, and Taylor's there. Taylor asks him if he's staying or what. And the old man says he's staying for a few days. They have a lot to discuss. So he's gonna train. The next day, Zane wakes him and his tiny little booty shorts waking sleeping <laughs> ass up by dumping water on him and telling him to change his clothes. He's sick of looking at that shit. What kind of I, what kind of pajamas are you gonna be wearing in the middle of Thailand in the middle of summer? Yeah. Yeah, everyone's gonna be wearing little booty shorts if even that. So he he 
joins Zane out in the yard and tries to copy him doing various poses and martial arts moves and shit. Yeah. And we learn about breathing. It's very important. Hawks are flying around and shit. I get this is kind of going on with the, the whole motif of birds just always hanging out while Jean-Claude Van Damme's doing training kung fu stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is grunting a lot. He's getting coconuts dropped on his stomach. Meat gets tied to his pants, so a dog will chase That's him. That's actually pretty great. Yeah. The girl, whose name is Maylee, shows up. Yeah, her uncle is happy Kurt did what he did at her store. Someone should have done that a long time ago. He couldn't, because he she'd get in trouble if he did it, because he's her uncle. But the American can get away with that, because he's white. <laughs> did did, did and, she actually specifically say that? No. Okay, I was going to say, that. Oh, that's he a just lot says of credit the movie. They're actually going to play into that, yeah. And then he comes back with firewood, and she leaves. And then later, it's dinner, and three of them are eating, and he says, sorry if he caused any trouble. Hey, bitch, you should have thought of that before you kick some fools in the face. Yeah. And then I do like dinner, he's really into the food they make, too. Again, someone else could have done this thing where, like, made a lot of comedy out of the fact that, like, they're eating, he's American, and they're eating weird food, but, like, he's, like, really, like, oh, this food's delicious, this is great. He's giving compliments to everyone. He's actually being a pretty good guest. Yeah. Yeah. And then after dinner, he's walking her in her moped, and he's telling her that my our parents got the divorce. Oh, that's right. I that's was raised in Europe, yeah. and my brother was raised in L.A. Oh, that explains it, I guess. Well, at the beginning of the movie, they do, like, when they're first training in the park before his brother gets wiped out, they do make a thing about how they're... Their parents were. Oh, they, they, they both miss both their parents, but also their parents had broken up a long time ago or something like that. And yeah. that, but that's when they're like, "It's a good thing with brother, right, little brother, right, big brother." And but yeah, so this is just fleshing out that statement of just like, yeah, who, what parents ever break up and just take one kid and leave yeah, the and other? Like that's not how family country. breakups usually work. Like you split well, the so family in half that see way. Your brother again. Yeah, and I'll never see my son again. This will be cool. <laughs> So I guess the mom's like, fuck you it, know, I'm going to Brussels. I, I know we've both seen it. I'm sure you have. I yeah. know I have. But, and one of these days, I'd like to do the parent trap just so I can bitch about how awful those parents are in that Really? Yeah. What You're a couple about the original parent trap with What's-Her-Face. Yeah, what a couple of monsters. Oh, really? Hey, you have a twin sister, and we separated you, and you don't know who she exists. What Wait, a that's fucking the... monster. Mm, okay. I had no idea that was Oh, the... have you... Have you seen the parent trap? Nah, I've seen bits and pieces. I, I know okay. that, isn't that, the, that's the, the, she wound up giving birth to the Hobbit from the Goonies, right? That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, she wound up having Sean Astin! Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, the, yeah, the Hobbit from the Goonies. <laughs> John, uh, Sean Astin's mom was Patty Duke and, and, and okay. John Astin from, from, uh, from Go Gomez, from the Adams family, from the 60s. Fantastic. Just that little the Hobbit from you. the Goonies. Anyway, but so, but yeah, anyway. they're talking, and then she runs away. Yeah, well, um, and he says, in some ways, we're different, but we're brothers. In some ways, you're also the same, like being cocky, shitty little assholes. I mean, and, can you imagine his brother putting up with any of this as, as with the good graces that Jean-Claude Va uh, Van Damme yeah. is? And these, that's what I'm saying, that, like, most... Most people making an action movie would have had the brother, the big knuckle-headed, dipshit, meat-headed brother be the guy going through training and being... I love that John Claude Van Damme. He's more like, you know, he's receptive to all these ideas. He never really complains. Like, yeah. And she... Yeah, she's like, yeah, at least you had the love of one parent. My family was taken from me when I was very little. But fate provided me with Uncle Zan. So I'm happy. And he said, 
They, she, she says that if he stays with Zan, he'll make him the very best he can be. And he wants to know if she's gonna help, because he needs all the help he can get. <laughs> and then they kiss, because romance was needed oh, in this yeah. movie, I guess. Yeah. And then, but well, also, she hops on also her... justification for more revenge later, too. Yeah. yeah, and but she nopes the fuck out of there, hops on her moped, and gets the fuck out of Dodge. Then later, Zan and Kurt go to a stone city where they're gonna train, because listen to the sound of ancestors or some shit. They really do get their money's worth for filming in Thailand, because... Yeah, whatever, like, ancient ruins of the city that they're filming in, like, it looks like Angkor Wat or something like that. Like, it looks really cool, and they there's all kinds, like, it's, it doesn't quite happen right here, but there's, they eventually get all kinds of great footage of Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, silhouetted at sunset against yeah. the temples, and again, it looks like a Street Fighter cutscene or something like that. But there's one thing where, like, this whole montage starts off with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Zan going off with, like, fighting sticks. And Zan's like, hey, we got to work on your legs. You're going to have to uh, jump up on these ruins and kind of try to dodge me while I hit you with sticks. And then there's an eagle standing by watching that is so <laughs> amazed by what's happening. It totally just it totally like drops its jaw. And it's like, oh, my God, Jean-Claude is so good. A white man doing my time. <laughs> and then, yeah, that that ends, and then Jean-Claude Van Damme's got his legs tied up, and Zan's trying to rip him in half well, with ropes. Later, he kicks pads. Zan wants him to kick. Well, oh, that's right, like yeah. Like a madman. But he's not flexible enough to hit the highest one. So Zan ties him up to his kink table and uses pulleys and ropes to stretch Kurt's center splits out. And between the screams and agony, Kurt's like, Are you sure this is going to help me finish off Tong Po? And Zang is like, No, but it's going to help me finish. Oh, no. Everything's <laughs> a gay joke in this movie. It's terrible. <laughs> Thailand's living up to its worst homophobic. Anyway, but yeah, but yeah. And well, this is another example of something that totally works against itself. If you know anything about Jean-Claude Van Damme or have ever seen a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie before, you know, like, one of his major calling well, cards is being able to do the splits. And the Jean-Claude would da Van Damme would have no problem having his legs well, we, ripped apart by ropes. We've also seen him do, like, big flexible kicks already in this movie like and in the park yeah with his there's a couple shit. yeah that especially at the park when he's showing off like how much more flexible he is uh, than his brother at the very beginning he's doing stuff that already would like would would make it easier for him to get through yeah through this training stuff but yeah yeah we'll return after these messages a champion from the west now that you've beaten everyone there is to beat what's next a legend of the East. A competition that went too far. No! That's my brother! No! Your brother is paralyzed. He can never walk again. He's going to pay for this. The only way you'll find him is inside the ring. And you are not good enough! I'll get him. Now, an untested challenger seeks an unwilling master. May I help you? Uncle Zian's going to teach you. My uncle does not teach anyone anymore. I'm telling you, man. He's created a three-headed cat. You fight before? Yeah, I'm good. A strange different in America. Your defense stinks. To learn the art of an ancient combat. You must learn to be faster than any punch or kick. A combat where to survive you must destroy. Do not let your emotion control you if you want to be warrior. Different culture, different world. They will fight the 
scene of uh, that showing that Kurt still takes the time to dab some of the swath his, his brother sweaty like ice drowning in glycerin but, it's ridiculous but not all of it just enough so you know he cares it's the cinematic thing where it's just like he slightly dabs someone's forehead with a towel even though the rest of them are completely soaked but that's just showing that you're helping them like yeah. well, now they're a little bit cooler because I've taken a wet cloth and dabbed each each temple and that's it yeah. yeah. Even though he's like, it, oh god, he's so sweaty and brown. He's and so sweaty. He looks like a rotisserie chicken in, in pajamas <laughs> in bed, but, uh, oh. And then it he's, cuts to my- he's, sw he's sweating like Jean-Claude was watching those boys jump in the river. <laughs> imagine the big anime sweat drop on Jean-Claude's <laughs> face when he saw those kids. And then it cuts to my favorite scene of the whole movie, which um, is fucking, uh, the, like, kickboxing master Z wait, what's his name, Xander? Zan. Zan is like on top of like this little baby swimming pool playing the flute, but is making synthesizer flute sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And yeah. then you cut to see that like Jean Claude Van Damme is inside this little man made swimming pool thing. I guess I'm assuming it's just like a little hot tub thing, but he's like yeah. doing his kung fu stuff underwater. And I just and love then, the, yeah, the synth music that's playing out of the yeah. flute, man. This is, man. What was it? Oh, he just did something. Roger about Rabbit, that. where there's a guy playing saxophone yeah, when yeah, Eddie's walking out of Maroon's office. It's it is, <laughs> and that actually even sounded worse. And it had less of an excuse because that was a movie made the same year, and that was a movie with like a thirty-five million dollar budget, not like Kickboxer, which had like a thirty-five dollar budget. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And then, so later, Kurt kicks a tree with his shins. It looks painful. Oh as God, far. this is actually no thank cool. you. Yeah, it looks like this no kind of thank you a thousand times. And then another quick scene showing Freddie Lee watching Tong Po kick the shit out of some dude just to establish that the movie well, didn't forget that the bad guys are. That's in it. one of the problems with the movie because ninety-five percent of this movie just takes place. It's it's the, essentially just a long training montage in the forest, and so just to prove that there's still things happening in the movie, they have to randomly cut. To the other characters living their lives during the months that John claude Van Damme is just, like, fucking hanging out in the woods. And I thought it would, would be even a thing where, like, because you know that uh, Taylor, the black guy, he, you know, he likes to go see the matches. I thought it would be a thing where they would reveal that, like, he's still watching the matches and maybe he's coming back to report on John claude Van Damme to say, hey, uh, Tupo, Tupé, Sagan is doing this or that. But no, it's just not even that. It's just yeah. cutting away for, without even any kind of real narrative justification. Yeah. Anyway, so Kurt keeps training and we keep watching. He keeps kicking that tree. This time, topless. It's still ouchie oochie. So Zan is like, kick that tree or take your bag and leave. And Kurt's like, how'd you want me to break my leg? And Zan's like, hey, your brother. And this makes Kurt very mild. He might <laughs> yeah, enough it's been a that while he since fucking... anyone's been that mild on the, yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> he kicks the shit out of that tree. Yeah. He kicks it till it learns its lesson, and he and causes severe nerve damage in his leg. <laughs> Why well, again? With John Claude Van Damme, I love his characters are at least a little bit human. That he does eventually go nuts, kicks the tree in half, and rather than b this being this triumphant movement, the first thing he does is fall down and start screaming because his leg fucking hurts. <laughs> like I yeah. do love the fact that it's not like super macho, and uh, of course his girlfriend comes over running and he's like my fucking legs fucked up ah! and that's the end of the our, scene our hero can't control his anger what a great guy <laughs> well you know it, but like it's, it's 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 teacher manipulating his anger so he's a so he can help in his training i guess i mean it's, yeah. his teacher's doing what he's supposed to do but despite yeah. the fact that like john claude van damme was most assuredly if not broken his leg at least fucked it up of course in the next scene like there's you never there's nothing about that ever happens again his leg Man, is totally fine for most shins shin shit no it's one of my things that'll make my stomach do a flippity flop yeah shin damage yeah because yeah. that just seems so uh, like if you fuck that up that seems like you're fucking fucked yep yeah because you're from so, a professional dancer i'm sure you know that more than anyone else fuck ugh i don't even like thinking about it our uh, training montage keeps going. I like you said this whole movie is training montage. Well, yeah, his uh, he can do the full splits now, and we have to look at his bulbous man chode as uh, it's getting uh, stretched out. There are scenes in this movie where they ha he had to have shaded his own asshole just <laughs> not to show, just so he wouldn't show the camera too much. But yeah, so he, he yeah, and of course they make it look 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 like some kind of major achievement that John Clint Van Damme can do the splits, but of course not. But I do like the fact that they show him doing the splits, and he's actually, like, asleep while he's doing it, because he's so zen about it now. Well, yeah, I sort of struggled with flexibility in my life. I, I would kind of I kind of want that table. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you can turn that Not into a now, sex I'm thing too old. Too. It's too old. Yeah. It's too old. No, no. Uh, but anyway, he, now he's getting coconuts dropped on him from way up high. And, and we didn't see all the time Zan missed, and they landed straight on Kurt's dick, though. And his face. Truthfully, he's broken his nose six face. times during this training. Yeah. It's all because of the coconut message. Well, there's one great thing where Zan drops a coconut from a super high height, and John Claude uh, is able to resist it. And it's like, yay, I did it. And then suddenly he drops a second one, and it suddenly cuts away from that because it's like John Claude Van Damme going, oh shit! I yeah. do like it's a little bit of a joke, but yeah. And then a quick scene in the hospital of the brothers hanging out together, and then Eric grabs a nurse's ass and shrugs, like, yeah, I did it. Well, what a shit bird. I'm glad he's paralyzed from a waist Wait, did down. he do it? Yeah, grab all the butts you want, dickhead. Oh, man, it's not going to make your penis email. work again. Wow, so, wow, Eric needs to get hit by a bus again. <laughs> yeah. Put, but you, put him like back I in said, the ring. Like I said, Bill, you can take pride in the fact he can grab all the butts he wants. It's not going to make his penis work again. I'm rewinding this, dude. It's just this little <laughs> fucking shitty mustache and... Oh, and yeah. the fact that he's still, after three months, he's still got his Jerry Curl mullet, which suggests that he, like, forced, like, the, the staff to, like, still keep, like, maintain his <laughs> shitty haircut. Really does grab her ass! Yeah. Oh my god! And then Shrug's like, Because <laughs> I'm Eric, I'm useless. Yep. And then later, uh, and elsewhere, the training's done for the day, so Zan's gonna take Kurt somewhere special. So they go to a small tavern bar thing, where everybody stares at them. And judging them from afar, and Kurt's gonna take shots, and he gets drunk on what they call the kiss of death. And then Zan asks if Kurt's a good dancer, and he wants to see him dance. And For oh, balance. Oh no, this is gonna get awkward, isn't it? And then Zan grabs Kurt and a random girl, 
put some music on the jukebox, and they start to dance. How awkward and embarrassing. Are you like, imagining? Zan starts picking up random women from the bar to dance with him. It's not like it's not like Kurt's doing it himself. Zan's put, manipulating him into this situation. How awkward and embarrassing are you imagining this scene? It's great cause I because because whatever you're imagining, it's not awkward and embarrassing enough. Jean Claude Van Damme's got this great top that like it's all like buckles and it looks almost like a Final <laughs> Fantasy character top. And then he's dancing where like he's kind of doing almost a crotch well, chop, but like the dancing with the crotch chop. And, like oh, we also and he's got these like super tight like tan slacks on for Blockbuster Video. When it's just, <laughs> It's just something it about it. It goes on for so long. Well, and then it's the shitty song that they're dancing to. It's all synth and stuff. It's like, it's trying to be like a, a little bit like a James Brown tune because it's like, I feel good. Do, 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 boot, do, boot. But it's all synth and crappy. But like. And, oh. and Junk Clock is not a good dancer. <laughs> he is a white man. He's got his little cowboy boots back on, which, if you didn't realize, this whole movie he's been wearing cowboy boots when he's not training. <laughs> and, like, he's doing splits and then lifting back up and, like, wiggling his little ass in front of the camera. <laughs> he's, got, he's got tiny little, little Junk Clock van butt. And then, of course, while he's doing this, Zan is going around telling everyone else in the bar that, like, hey, look at this guy. He's fucking your girlfriend. Or, like, what are the fuck? He's trying to start shit so people will, will brutalize themselves. By and getting into a fight with his kung fu master, who's going to almost kill them. For some reason, Freddie Lee is also there, even though he's a he big is? city okay. mob boss. Oh gonna, yeah, okay, 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 yeah. Somebody's gonna throw a throwing blade at at, at uh, Kurt, but he's like, nah, 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 right now. And then uh, after Zan walks around and talks to some people, they 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 start to fight Kurt, so he beats people up. And, he does and it effortlessly he... and without any problems, but the moment he's not, like, throwing a punch or actually fighting someone, he does this whole comical, like, staggering around thing until someone else, like, challenges him again, and suddenly he's back in a ninja mode. But then he sits yeah. down and someone else fucks with him, and then, like, like, he, like, does a split on the table and, like, smacks their head and knocks him <laughs> over, yeah. and a guy, like, breaks a glass on a thing, and then it's just this whole montage. It's almost comical, but, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme... But he's not drunk in boxing. It's not like Jackie Chan where he's like kung fu while drunk, but like he's drunk again the moment like he's not actually combating somebody. It's 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 very weird. And yeah, I'm watching it now and like his little cotton dockers are all getting sweaty in the ass cracking on his crotch. <laughs> it's just like man, again, filming in in Thailand, man. You need to get it you have a couple change of clothes for your costume. Oh. It's 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 embarrassing yeah. for everyone involved. Oh man, he's like he, they're outside of the bar now and Jock Claude Van Damme's back is just dripping. Yeah, he uh, goes outside and his hands out there talking to Freddie Lee and says the dude won't be a pussy ass bitch like his brother was. So how about some fight? <laughs> oh they, yeah. Then they will leave and Kurt comes and asks Zan, "Wahapple, why don't guy try to hurt me?" And Zan says, "It's cause he told them that he said they were no good fighters and that their mothers have sex with mules. Make them very angry. They fight very hard." And now Kurt is gonna gonna. Is in the ring with some random dude, but not before later. not before Kurt uh, uh, takes everyone back home on a tricycle. Yeah, yeah, and then for one shot, that he's on a ring, and which makes sense. At some point, he's gonna actually gonna have to start fighting people. He can't just be in the woods like kicking dogs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so then later he's in the ring. He's gonna fight some random dude, yeah. and uh, 
they they fight and they then they just start kicking each other over in the ribs over and over again which is a, at this exact same moment was in Bloodsport yeah. where they I just, forgot that there's actually like, a fight on, that's not the uh, not the fight where the brother gets fucked up and not the end fight there, there's a couple little fights in the middle just to show that like uh, Jean Claude's by a couple you mean one the, yeah through, through the ranks yeah. He's fighting then, essentially the Thailand Glass Joe and King Hippo, essentially. Yeah, he kicks the dude in the face and wins. And then yeah, uh, it's not there's not it's not even presented as any kind of a challenge. He just kicks his yeah. ass and that's it. Zan and Mei Lee the niece lead everybody in a chant of something that sounds King like Natsu Cow. Yeah, and Tyler scene says it means you got lucky. Ha! I'm just kidding. It means white warrior. <laughs> so then Kurt stands in the middle of the ring and yells at the Freddy. I want Dong Pao. So Freddy makes a fist and shakes it. So I guess that's a yes. I guess I, don't yeah, know. I guess that's how you get. That's how you arrange fights in this world. Is just which I think it was something similar in Bloodsport, where it's just like yeah, have to kick someone else's ass and then yell out and be like, I don't go to fight you. And that's okay. I guess that's how we choose our next headlining fight. But yeah. At the hospital, Eric sees a newspaper with a photo of Kurt and Tong Po. This makes him mad, and yeah. he crumples it up and throws it to the again. Ground. I thought this was going to be a, like a time wasting jealousy arc. And mm. it actually does not really turn into much of anything. There's a little bit of something that happens, but anyway. And now Eric, yeah. Oh, no, I was Eric. just gonna say, and then they're back training out in the woods again. Yeah. Well, Eric joins everybody at Zan's place, and I guess that means he's uh, that Kurt has been training for three months because I he's guess out of the hospital. he's been, yeah, um, yeah. I guess, and I guess Taylor's still been hanging out with everyone enough that like he now he's become uh, Eric's like personal fucking hospital wheelchair of uh, a uh, chauffeur. Yeah, and and uh, Eric acts like he's happy for his brother, but deep down, I know his perm is just burning with jealousy. You know how hard it's to get Jerry Curl out in the middle of the Thailand forest in the jungle? Holy shit, kid. Uh, uh, Kurt's training on his own at some stone temple. He's hearing shit. Probably the ancestors still saying, go home, white devil. This gets weird because, yeah, it's like a cr cross between, like, voices and scraping metal. Yeah. And this is the shit where it's all at, like uh, silhouetted at sunset because yeah again totally looks like an animated Street Fighter cutscene, but like there's no like nothing really happens like that's it's just yep. I don't know if there's a deleted scene there or what but then it's, it's just he's just still training yeah and then so he takes off his shirt and goes back to Zan's place but on his way he finds Melee picking flowers and he creepily comes up behind her and how is there still a half an hour of this movie left yeah seriously it's not bad but there's a half an hour I mean this movie's already kind of lied on plot as it is but they they kiss and somebody turns on and off a light swift to, to act like it's lightning or a flashlight on and off and then yeah, and then <laughs> And Tyler Lighty, and then ew, he's been out training all day. You know that fool smells like a turd inside a gym sock Even inside if a Hulk you're into Hogan's the whole sexy, diaper. sexy, sweaty man in the jungle thing. Like this is not like Tarzan, sexy, dirty. This is like, oh my god, he smells like an exploded Burger King dumpster in summer, kind <laughs> yeah. of stink. Yeah. And then um, they, I guess they get it on. And then Eric has a heart to heart with Kurt, saying he doesn't want him to fight Tong Po. He put him in a wheelchair for life, and he doesn't want the same thing to happen to him. Yeah. He should have listened to him when he said not to fight him. And it's probably the first time in this movie anybody has actually talked any kind of sense. Exactly. And again, but, I'm glad, because I thought it was going to be a jealousy thing. I'm glad it's more just Eric just being worried for him and not being like, I can't believe you've eclipsed me as a fighter or some kind of weird shit like that. 
Yeah, because yeah, mm. Eric is presented as such a fucking knucklehead at the beginning of this movie. You could totally see him being like, hmm, how come you're better than me? Or some shit like that. But, no. Yeah. But Kurt says he can beat him, and Eric says that's what he thought, which makes Kurt say, I trained with the old man. It's different. <laughs> I don't think he realized how silly that sounded when he said yeah, it. Yeah, although I yeah. actually, Kurt, I'm surprised Kurt doesn't pull out the thing like, motherfucker, I knew you were not set up for that fight, so I, I'm, I'm more trusting my own judgment. Then I then I trust yours because I knew you were doomed and I tried to tell you. Yeah, but uh, Kurt says he's in the best shape of his life. He's a better fighter than you ever were, and I'll be Tang Po for the both of us. And it's like, bitch, he doesn't care. He doesn't want you to. Yeah, you no, don't, that's the, you yeah. can't do it for him if he doesn't want you to do Again, it. Again, like I, the little kid logic that John Claude Van Damme's character runs on is kind of amusing it's, but like yeah it's, it's just yeah it's just this crazy sense of revenge and honor you've made up in your head it's yeah. some machismo bullshit and then melee comes up and is like come quick oh my gosh you think it's gonna be something terrible but the mail has come so for a <laughs> moment i really thought it was gonna be like okay what did they send like armed uh, uh soldiers to come fuck up the temple or something like no it's just to do with the you scroll. have to come quick the mail that's here yeah <laughs> oh no my entertainment <laughs> weekly is finally here it's a week late but finally i can read about the new female doctor who everyone won't shut up about and so some dude in traditional garbs brought a letter of challenge from freddie Freddie lee saying he'll fight tong po the the old ways where the hands are wrapped and dipped in resin and broken glass. And this this makes Eric even more upset. He said he's not gonna do it, or else he'll kick his ass all over the place. I think and even Eric recognizes that, like, this is obviously not some old ways bullshit that they're just making shit up now. <laughs> to just, yeah. just, just to stack the deck against uh, uh, Jean-Claude, but yeah. Yeah, so, um... Uh... Anyway, but yeah. Zan and Kurt don't listen and just walk off. Apparently, the threat of kicking from a kickboxer in a wheelchair just isn't that threatening. So, anyway, enough that Jean-Claude Van Damme, he continues to train into that night where yep. Zan is, uh, like, he puts some sticks into fire and the sticks turn into airport air traffic control <laughs> glow sticks. And he mm -hmm. pretends that they're burning fire and train, and he, he uses them to try to attack Jean Claude Van Damme at at dusk. Uh, it's 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 dusky sunset inside yeah, the ruined well. city, and then Jean Claude Van Damme has a freakout where he imagines like these ancient Thai warriors are doing the same training. What? You don't? No, he doesn't. He has a vision of a couple LARPers LARP fighting. That's what he has. I, I if you say so. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really just like they found. Like, they went to the Spirit of Halloween store in Thailand and just, like, got to call a couple people up to, like, pretend to, like, fling swords at each other for two seconds and inserted that in that, yeah, I guess that is supposed to be his majestic, majestic like, genetic memory of Thailand kickboxing where it originated from or something like that, but yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, anyway, back to... We're now introduced to shitty Thailand well, <laughs> millionaire McMansion that's about, like, the size of a small condo. Freddie Lee goes and sees his boss for a request, talking to him in English, and <laughs> what are you gonna calling do? him... It's a canon Mas karate film. Calling him Master Warlord. Oh, yeah. 
He says he's arranged a fight between the American and Tong Po, and they, they, they all have a good laugh. They're all like, ha ha ha, an American. But then he says he's trained by Zan, and they all do that. Oh, oh, serious. Well, I do love the like the, 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 the fat little warlord guy. He's got these glasses. He kind of looks like, uh, what's the guy that they make fun of in uh, Team America World Police? Uh... The leader of South Korea, uh, North Korea, who, who yeah, Kim yeah. Jong Il. Yeah, it looks like Kim Jong Il a little bit, and it's they 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 did good casting for that fat little warlord guy, and yeah. uh, it turns out yeah, Jimmy was it Freddie Lee? Uh, he Freddie wants to borrow a million bucks to bet against uh, bet against um, uh, John Claude Van Damme and put yeah, he just wants to put that money in Topo because yeah. everyone knows that Tough Poo can kick his ass. Tough Poo. Tough Poo. <laughs> well, I still cannot remember that guy's name. <laughs> Tung, you gotta it's tell okay. me that Tung Poo is an actual no. Tung Po is an actual real it's Thailand okay. name. I was writing his name down and I constantly had to go like look up and my previous notes to see what his name was. Tung Po just doesn't stick in my brain. Yeah, Tung Po. It just see, what sounds like a made up fucking fit. Like, there, isn't there like a karate guy in the Earthbound games from Nintendo that's named like Tung Po or something like that? Like, no, his name's just Poo. It is just Poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. It's it just it seems so fake. It's hard to like yeah it, yeah. But it, he tells his warlord boss not to worry because they're gonna cheat. So. uh... I guess, uh, and I guess, I guess, uh, one of the morons writing this thing thought Tung Po wasn't evil enough, so how do you make someone more evil when you're a hack writer and can't think of anything creative? I it's Thailand, there's not much in the way of law or anything, but like, no, he just, he just sends his troops to go, yeah, kidnap uh, John claudes girlfriend. And, and then you rape her, because it's just... What you do when you're a bad writer, and and, and you gross movie, you needless and gross. And hey, movies of this era, how about less rape? And how about you just make the oh, bad guys dicks? It literally cuts to the next scene where she's talking to Zan. She after she's been raped, and she's like, oh, "I've been raped, but don't tell Jean Claude Van Damme because I don't want him confused by what's going on." And it, then it, Zan's just like, "Okay." It it doesn't make. I mean, it makes the bad guys more bad, I guess, but it's just so it's like just, safe. And especially do like it. the way it becomes a little Be bit of a creative. thing during the fight where John, like it almost seems like John Von, uh, John Claude Van Damme gets upset at her because like maybe she yeah. fucked him on purpose. It becomes this weird thing that like it's yeah, I, we'll I, talk I, about it. It's I, I am shocked to hear that this '80s kung fu movie from the Canon Group did not handle rape very <laughs> responsibly in its plotline for its kung fu uh, kickboxing karate revenge story, but. So, Kurt yeah. has a meeting with the hawk, he yells <laughs> still, at him, Yeah, well, there's and this then giant, he, like, cool statue that, he like, bows he's to that statue, to, and the hawk's hanging out there. Yeah. And then, uh, three dudes kidnap Eric and throw a dagger into the dog, and he's like, man, you raped a poor girl, and you hurt the dog? What? Fuck that! That's a great way to get your movie right on the old list. A shit I'm not recommending to anybody. But it's it's actually kind of cute in the way they do it because the guy he pretends to throw a knife at the dog, and the next thing you see, like the dog laying down. It's obviously someone just pushing the dog into its side on the dirt, and the, <laughs> then you see like this like fake knife handle like taped to its side. As yeah. the dog is like laying there, the, the dirt panting, obviously just very happy, <laughs> just like yeah. waiting for its treat for after the shot get, shot gets done, and oh. it's just like, oh no, the dog got hurt. I guess <laughs> it's just laying there breathing in the dirt with the, like a knife sticking out of its belly, and 
I was like, oh my god, for a moment, they're not gonna actually fuck up this dog for real because it's Thailand, and you could probably do that and film it, and no one would care. I was like, oh no, they just they, they just had a very good little actor puppy pretend yeah. he got stabbed. And you didn't, yeah, you don't gotta go to doesthedogdie.com. You can just the dog. <laughs> no, lives. that's the thing. The dog gets shivved, but then it also gets ringside seats for the fight later <laughs> that night and is there and is happy and totally yeah. better somehow. So does it. Eric is kidnapped. Oh no! Yeah, it is great. And like how like he tries to fight a little bit, but they just kick him out of his chair and beat the shit out of him. Yeah, and they do actually spend more screen time on the goddamn dog than they do Eric, which shows even the director's sympathies lie more with the dog than with John Claude's brother. Yeah, the dog is still alive, so they load it in Tyler's van and take it to town. Yeah, and then oh, the Kurt puppy. wants Tyler to uh, uh, get his brother back, but he says he's not getting involved with Freddie Lee. And it's not that dumb of a move, honestly. And uh, Taylor gets in the driver's seat, and then Melee comes up and says, You gotta help Kurt, because Tongpo raped me. And I didn't want to tell Kurt, because his mind must be clear for the fight. Oh, this so is you what see, she, oh, okay, you yeah. must help him. Excuse me, what movie? I beg your pardon, what? I, I didn't know I was buying two tickets to Gross Time Station when I got on this train. What is, you know what? what is that? I mean, it's a kung fu movie in 1980 taking place in Thailand. It could have been like, yeah, they, they could have been wor even worse in a couple different ways, but... I'm kind of surprised it's not. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm not saying no it's. Excuse. I'm not excusing it or anything like that, but like, ugh, yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I've. So, um, so now it's time for the fight. Glass is broken. People chant Tong Po, and ooh, he's so evil. Yeah. And but but the dog's there with a bandaid on, so I'm happy. <laughs> That's it. And it, like I said, it's not just there, but it's ringside, just yeah. panting happily. <laughs> It's going like, oh, I got stabbed in the gut this morning, but I'm doing better, and this is a fun place to be. That dog's having a better <laughs> the, time than anyone else in that whole fucking crowd. The vets here are better than the doctors. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, so, but yeah, and, also, yeah, uh, raped girlfriend shows up. She puts on, like, a, like, a, like traditional Taiwanese, or Taiwanese, goddamn. I'm as bad as fucking Eric. <laughs> uh, Thailand uh, dress and... Yeah, the dog is hanging out with them, Zan, and the dog really is just like, hey, what's going on? It just, it's not even, like, sitting down pretending to be hurt. It's great. It's just got a bandage with yeah. some ketchup on its stomach, and that's it. And while uh, Kurt's getting his hands wrapped in hemp, he noticed Zan has vanished from ringside. Oh, yeah. And Zan's running around outside, because I assume that Kurt, Eric is being held next door. And really, so, that's what the insinuation is. Yeah, yeah, and of course they do this whole thing where like the boxers have to wrap their hands up in rope and then tie, dip it in glue, and then mm -hmm. yeah, roll their hands into the broken glass so they've both got like little bits of and, broken well, glass on their hands. Yeah, and then Tung Po licks the glass, cutting up his tongue, and he's like, "Look at me! I hurt myself to teach you a lesson. And I won't be able to eat solid foods for a week, and I'll be picking exactly. glass bits out of my tongue for a month. But man, you should have learned." And I appreciate look on your that John Claude Van Damme, instead of trying to do that himself or anything, he just gets this disgusted look on his face and just like, "That's the end." He's like, "Uh, what the fuck's wrong yeah, with Kurt, you?" And Kurt does not lick the glass. Yeah, Kurt's not stupid enough to try to top that. He's just like, hey, "What the fuck's wrong?" Ugh, yeah. Meanwhile, so, it keeps on cutting to all this footage of where Kurt's or, uh, or uh, Kurt's brother's being held, just to show you that like they seem, yeah, he seems to be held in an empty warehouse right next to where the fight's being at. Held yeah. at. So uh, Freddie walks over and, in his poorly dubbed voice, tells Kurt that he wants to 
If he wants to see you his know, brother alive, he better make the crowd happy. He sounds like he Darkwing has... Duck. I'm honestly wondering if this is one of Jim Jim Cummings' first voiceover no, roles. It is not because I thought that maybe too. Oh, really? Because like there's yeah. this is what this this uh, specific scene. He sounds totally like Darkwing Duck, but okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. He has to last to the end, or else the player will die slowly. And he's dubbed by a guy named Ronatara. Oh, uh, never heard of that. Oh, okay. He's done. He's done some. Probably heard him in stuff he, before, but like, yeah, not known as well as like yeah, Disney he's, afternoon voice. He has writer. been on Family Guy as Chinese man. Oh, Jesus. That's, <laughs> so that's Where the racism and horrible stuff in the world never ends, does it? Yeah. yeah. So, um. Says a, says a couple guys making homophobic Thailand jokes. <laughs> I didn't make homophobic jokes. This movie should embrace the fact that they're not brothers. <laughs> We're celebrating homosexuality. But, yeah. So, uh, but now Z- Kurt yeah, Zan's is wearing... gone. You can see the Zan scoping out the warehouse as the fight's yeah. about to begin. In. And and now Kurt is wearing the traditional diaper. He Good for really you, Kurt. is like both guys, especially Kurt, even more than uh, Tough Poo is just. <laughs> it's the most little fucking banana b- banana skin, barely covering his butt cheeks and his pouch, just mm-hmm. being so pouchal. <laughs> pouchal. Just, yeah, it's a little tea bag. And fight starts, and fucking Tough Poo just kicks the shit out of him. Well, yeah, it doesn't go very well for Kurt, cause we, but we all know he's just holding back, because, you know, he doesn't want his brother to die thing. Yeah. Well, and also, Kurt... Tough Poo keeps on punching and kicking him. Like, there's this huge wound that, that Kurt gets. It's not in the first round. I think that's supposed yeah. to go for, like, five rounds or something like that. But he's, like, like Kurt is practically gutted. John claude Van Damme mm. is practically gutted. And then it's, like, this plays up this whole thing where, like, he's dripping blood... And like blood gets well, we'll on the get face the of blood. Frankly, we'll, but, get, like, we'll get to the blood. We have but, oh, no, but I'm just yet. pointing out that like then then the moment after that ends, as soon as Jean Claude Van Damme gets the upper hand in the fight, all those wounds disappear. <laughs> and for oh. the rest of the fight, he's completely just oiled up and just yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. Anyway, so Kirk gets his ass kicked by Tong for a while, and then the the bell is rung, and Zan is busy breaking Eric out of where he's being held. Yeah. The next round starts, Kurt gets some kicks in, but he still gets beat up, and then Zan does the old set a rope up to the car so it drives through the wall of the bad guy's place, but oh no, he's not there, but there he is, and he kicks a guy, but then all the rest of the bad guys aim their shotguns at him. Oh no, who will save the and day? And it's the standoff that goes on for like 30 seconds, too, way longer than you just wonder why they just don't shoot this guy? It's like, yeah. are they waiting for something? And of course yes. they're waiting for plot point to kick in but yeah. like the way it's edited it's just like it almost feels like they're killing time yeah they're about to shoot him but then a shadowy finger comes out and blows up and shoots the fuck out of everyone who could it be and the movie really oh, it's thinks Taylor. it's being clever because like he's in silhouette the whole time and even there's this whole big reveal of it's obviously it's fucking taylor yeah it's but like it's still like she slowly walks into the light and you finally see it's what? taylor's face uh, yeah. and it's like dun, and dun, dun. <laughs> and the, the last guy isn't killed Zan sends a giant hook into that guy's butthole and lifts him into the air. Why couldn't the rest of the movie been as dumb as that? A man Why was lifted into the air. Why did they the rapist in the film? Jesus By Christ. a meat hook. Yeah. In his anus. I mean, come on, that's movie magic. That right that there. is that, that may be the most miraculous thing that happens in this movie is the <laughs> butt hook kill. The butt meat hook kill. Yeah. yeah. So. But Kurt's it's totally still bloodless, getting... though. It's not even like yeah. if you've never seen this movie before, that sounds like it's m- way more wicked than it is. It's just yeah, it's just very silly than anything else. That guy just flails. Yeah, he just flails, and it's almost like a Goonie stunt where it's like, oh my god, there's a hook in the butthole. <laughs> oh my! It's anus. like something would have happened to Launchpad McQuack on an episode of oh, DuckTales. What's, 
What is what's that animation? My anus is bleeding. <laughs> I forgot that like Eric is still like crumpled lying on the ground, but he's like giving thumbs up to everyone as this guy's <laughs> hanging by his butthole. Yeah. This, is, this movie's 80s as shit. It's great. So, so Carrot's still getting beat up. He even gets his gut slashed. So now he's yeah, and that's the, the thing. Yeah, he even gets like yeah, the he blood gets, gets his... on the face of Freddie Lee. Yeah, who, who, to, for the benefit of no one, wipes it off with his fingers and then licks it. Well, if in you want to take 80s, the gay AIDS in Thailand. Gay in Thailand all the way, he just gave himself AIDS because <laughs> his fucking gay boyfriend vacation just got slashed into his mouth. <laughs> Uh, it's, oh, don't don't do that. I, if, you, I mean, if you really want to take that whole joke line, uh, it's logical conclusion of eighties hor horribleness. But yeah, so, at least at the very least, he's, he's got syphilis that, or something like that. So now Kurt's bleeding all over the place, but they didn't try to give him wounds. They just smeared red no, on yeah, various parts of his got, body. It, it's it's not so much that like tough poo is cutting him. It's just <laughs> like he's just got raspberry jam dispenser hidden in his fist that he's just smearing all over uh, John Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Yep. So then Tong gives him bunches of punches, and he gets knocked down, and then Tong says, He lay like Meili. She a good fuck. No! You know what? When I first, I, when I first downloaded this movie, I was scanning through it just to see, make sure it looked okay and it sounded okay, and, like, didn't have, like, a fucked up sound file or anything like that, and I happened to scan right to that thing where he's, like, staring at John claude Van Damme's like, She, she good fuck. I was like, what the fuck is... So I expected this movie to be way more bonkers than it is, because that is pretty much one of the more bonkers movements in this movie, is the one time the bad guy actually says anything, but... Yeah, yeah so but... he goes over during the break and yells at Mei Lee to tell him the truth. Yeah, because I guess he's she... just, like... She feels guilty? It's gross? It's... And she cries? It's no and it's gross? Bad. Yeah. It's no... And then the next round's about to start, and Eric whistles, and and he starts a chant of Mitsu Cow. Oh yeah! Every, everybody joins in, even though they've just spent like five rounds watching him get his shit wrecked. And but yeah, like, they're like, yeah, yeah on, White come, Warrior on tough poo too. But everyone's like yeah. now suddenly totally into so the idea then, of John Claude winning. So then a hawk screams. Some larpers fight. And Kurt and Maylee cut off the ropes off his hand because he wants to beat this guy with just his fist. Yeah, and even she's like, oh, he's going to come. He's going to kick your ass. And he's like, I don't care. I just cut my, my wrist. And she's like, he's coming up behind you. He's like, I no. forgot that, like, the bird scream and the flashback to the two <laughs> cosplayers dressed up like and his ancient Thai warriors. I just, he kicked. This movie is trying to be kind of profound or cool, but even fails in that way. It's great. He, yeah. He kicks Tongpo right in the face. And then Tongpo just stops defending himself and basically for absolutely like, no reason, just because the shit John Claude Van Damme has got his ropes cut off his hand. Now he's and it's like all of his heels, all of his wounds have healed. Now he's suddenly slathered in five gallons of baby oil, and, and just he's... kicks the shit out of Tough Poo. Tough Poo while well, making all of the Jean Claude Van Damme noises. Yeah. And he's just doing all the exhalings and like mm -hmm. rolling around on the floor and his butthole sticking then, out of his diapers <laughs> and it's just man. And then in a matter of seconds, Tong Po becomes a super piss baby and makes a big messy dump in his diaper. He really is. And then there's like a thing where it like comes up from behind from John Claude Van Damme to like give him a big hug and John Claude Van Damme just explodes in his arms and like <laughs> like fucking gives him a fucking. Indian rug burn on his arm and just shits on his <laughs> neck and farts on his dick and just like it's just the most like I've never seen a movie just have so little explanation as to why the villain just completely falls apart in the end so then 
Tongbo gets a torch to attack him. That'll work. Yeah. Nope. It doesn't work. And he gets kicked right Kung in the face. Fu or like doing any kind of a stealthy attack, he just runs at John Claude Van Damme full speed. It's just so Van John Claude Van Damme could fuck him up because he's not trying to be sneak, uh, sneaky or defensive or anything like that. Yeah. And then uh, they get they they end up. Uh, well, doesn't John Claude just like kick him out of the ring again? Yeah. He. Zan smiles at Freddy and holds him in place because he's gonna run because he's probably gonna get murdered by his boss. Yeah. And uh, oh, they get that's out of the right. ring. Yeah. And okay, Tong... I forgot how they're they're setting up Freddy Lee is gonna get fucked by all this. Yeah. Tong beats the fuck out of out of uh, or uh, Kurt beats the fuck out of Tong right in front of Freddy, who after Tong gets knocked out just gets a kick to his face. That'll teach him that never and he never did any harm to anybody. Any kind of wrap up in this movie. It's just, yeah, John. Cla oh man, John Claude, his and then asshole. There's one shot <laughs> when John Claude Van Damme delivers the final kick to Tough Pooh's face. He's doing that thing where, like, you know, he's just standing up on one leg like a crane yeah. kick, but like yeah. he's got his little diaper on, and like you can yeah. almost see his his fucking sphincter wrinkles because like there's there's nothing there covering it up. Oh my god. But then yeah, mm. then then he turns around. Well, then Hugs his, his now crippled brother. Hugs the now like stabbed in the belly, but doing pretty good dog. His shitty butt rock song plays, and everybody loves him. Even though I'm sure 90% of these dudes just lost a ton of money because they bet against him. Seriously, if and this then, movie really pretended that the Thai underground boxing league was as brutal as it is, they would have just shot or shivved Jean Claude Van Damme before the fight. Like. Like it opened, they would have openly just assassinated him before the fight was over, just so they could keep their money, or something would have happened. But no, even though all these guys are should be justified in trying to kill these characters, uh, no, everyone just kind of hugs it out, and then everyone's clapping for them, and that's the end of the movie. Freeze frame, it's over. Everyone's and problems hey, are over. <laughs> hey, hey, movie, you took yourself a little too seriously for a movie where the finale is two dudes in dirty diapers kicking each other while leaking <laughs> grease the from thing. their skin. And I can't even, even if you could find a little more violence to splice back into this movie, it really wouldn't fix the under underlying problems of this movie being just being 95% just training montages with two major fights uh, bookending it. But it's not terrible. Yeah, it's just not as, it's just not as bonkers it's, as Bloodsport. Yeah. It's hard to live up to Bloodsport, blood but I'm about to send you a gift that may make up for it. Oh no, what did you oh, find? No. Oh no. What did you do, Ray? <laughs> what did you do, yeah, Ray? Yeah, it's, it's John claude Van Damme split dancing in cowboy boots at the Shaking his hands and then jumping down to the splits. Oh god, yeah, you better make that the image file for the, for the <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah, my god. it's fine, but it's not as fun as I had hoped it would be. Just... Yeah, you know what? And that's the other thing, because there was barely any trivia. Like, uh, the only trivia uh, other stuff I could find was the the guy who played Tough Boo. He was originally just, like, martial arts consultant on the movie when they realized they were looking for a villain who was a super tall Asian guy. And he was like, oh, I'm a super tall Asian guy. Can I be the villain? They're like, yeah, sure, you can be the villain. And I guess he's the only character, like, I didn't realize they made, like, six kickboxer movies the last one just came out like two years ago which is supposed to be a soft reboot of the whole franchise um but like yes yeah, i think they made like two more like cinematic sequels to uh kickboxer i think the other three were all direct to video 
Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme never came back for any of them because, of course, he was exploding when this movie came out, so, of course, they could never hire him to come back. So I guess what the second movie is about is... Flash forward one year, both Jean-Claude Van Damme and his brother have been murdered by the Thai mob, just like we were saying we were surprised didn't happen at the end of this movie, because yeah. you know because the Thai mob didn't want to lose their money, and so now their un, un, never talked about before third brother has shown up to get revenge for the deaths of Jean-Claude Van Damme and mullet dipshit face, and I guess he becomes the star for the next like, like five movies. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, that, I guess maybe the parents, there was like, like, it was, maybe it was polyamorous and there was a third person in the marriage that raised this third un, un never heard of before his son, who then be, takes over the whole franchise. So that's yep. kickboxer. That's, that's kickboxer. It's bullshit, but it's still, I, I had a good time. It's, it's, it's worth a watch, but yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's got its own fair share of Stan Bush songs, which you know that's never going to be a bad thing or anything like I that. But yeah, it's 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 a light, fluffy movie. It's it's totally the American Airlines edit of Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that. That's that. That's that. We're gonna talk we're about what we're talking about next time. Are we going to do? Are we committing or we're are we committing? Which would you rather we ex- explore our options a bit more? Because I have an idea I, of what we yeah, might do next. I'd, I'd I'd rather we talk it over some. <laughs> Okay, because I have my own idea that, like, and then. <laughs> Judging from how Daniel's I'm still angry trying to talk me out of. <laughs> it's free on YouTube. It's so easy to find. You can decide, you no. decide for yourself you what's worth saying. You can do that in April. But there are so many movies I want to talk about that can't fit into April. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if the way the world's going? Who knows if we'll make it to April? <laughs> but then I'll never have to watch the movie, and I'll be thankful. Oh God, that's true too. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see if people. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, if you got suggestions, I want to give people clues as to what we, we might do next. But yeah, we'll have to talk about the picture. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's Mother and Toto. I'm the Group of Toto and Toto. Toto podcast and Toto podcast. That content. Toto podcast on Facebook. Toto podcast. All the things. Share us around, retweet, all that garbage. If you know somebody who in, in, has too much damn time in their hands, tell them to listen to us. Yeah, please. Pass yeah, us around, we, say hey, we these guys are... appreciate you listening to this as much as you have. Yeah, well, you guys at least Thanks. have a good time watching the projects with us, even if you're not listening to the podcast. At least yeah. if you're just like seeing us post about this on Twitter, hopefully you go, oh, Kickboxer, I never heard about that, maybe I should watch it too. And hopefully yeah. maybe you're so flummoxed by the movie, you go, maybe I will listen to see what these guys are talking about. Of course, yeah. if you don't do that, you're not hearing this anyway, so I don't know who the fuck I'm talking to, but... Yeah. Anyway, if you have listened to this podcast, you have gotten this far, very much thank you. I, I, I yeah, very much agree. You. We both very much appreciate anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah alright. Bill and I are off to get arrested. We, got, <laughs> we took some photos of some boys in a Thai... Thailand River. We had... We gotta get on the airplane to our land. Yeah, I get the feeling this episode is going to have a lot of Street Fighter music under it. I'll have to see. Hopefully I've already got a bunch of Street Fighter sound effects and music in my uh, iTunes library that I don't have to dig up <laughs> from YouTube or anything like that, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, okay. well, I got nothing else. Bill, you got anything else? Nope, that's it. Alright. No words of wisdom. Another... I can't think of any funny lines or references from this movie that we can go out on. Unless... We're just pretending to pat a dog that had been stabbed early that morning who has miraculously <laughs> recovered at ringside for this karate fight.
Yeah. No, that's it. Okay. We're done. We're gonna leave. Uh, so long. I know. Right. I'm. I'm the. I'm. I'm the big dumb, dumb brother in this podcast with a mustache near the Jean Claude. Oh. Yeah, actually, that is true because you can do splits and I can't. So that really does yeah. make. We we know which which brother we are in this situation. So okay. we'll work on that. There'll be nothing more impressive than all of a sudden you busting out the fr- splits in front of Dylan one day. <laughs> oh hey, look, it's me and Daniel. We're on a little boat. Hey, we're, we're going to we're going to go two two away from you uh, over the horizon. But oh no, look, the naked children. I better document that. <laughs> click click. <laughs> what a weird way to start your movie, even in 1988. Man. Yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah. Shut All up, right. guy. Okay. Until next time, you fill in your holes with pop culture. Goodbye, everybody. Take care, guys. I've done the kung fu, the show and roo. I even did a little jujitsu. Karate. Train your body. Well, I've trained karate around the world. I'm known all over as Karate Girl. I'm witty, I'm pretty, got the female smarts. So listen to our rap about the martial arts. Karate, train your body. Karate, train your body. Come on, everybody, train karate. the streets i have no fear i always know my karate is near i never have to fight and i'll tell you why no one wants to fight with a samurai i'm a samurai and that's better yet i got the kicks got the punches the intuitive hunches i just want to mention to release the tension karate train your body i train for fun i'm a shogun karate train your body i train in my car I'm a ninja. Karate. Train your body. Come on, everybody, train karate. Karate. Train your body. Come on, everybody, train karate. Karate. So listen to our rap. Listen to our rap. Because we train karate all the time. a lifetime marathon it doesn't matter what belt you have on i'm a black belt makes my heart melt karate in the home karate on the street you know you can stand alone in a fast on your feet the signal goes off your adrenaline quickens one good punch and then run like the dickens come on everybody train karate karate train your body all the time kumite Kumite. What you say? Got a karate life with my karate wife. Two karate kids in our karate home. A karate dog. He's got a karate bone. Karate. Train your body. In time, it trains your mind. You got a parakeet. He's a karate bird. When he chirps a tweet around the block, he's heard. Karate. Train your body. I'm the sensei, so stay away. Or brother, make my day. 